0: going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Stoop Life Podcast. My name is Bob. I'm your host. As always, guys, we're about to spit fire on the mic. Now, today's episode, we're going to be talking about the upcoming USC Fight Night 220 event. Now, if you guys followed my picks last week, we went 9 and 2 on the money line. Out of those 11 fights, We hit six of seven. So we went six and one on methods. So if you guys followed it, the only way to actually follow all of my picks is to join the Stoop Life Patron page at Patron.com slash The Stoop Life. That's $3 to join, but you get all the picks. Every single pick is in there, not just the money lines, but the methods as well. And today, today's podcast, we're going to talk about a lot of these picks. A lot of the methods, a lot of the fights. Because you guys sleep on these fight night cards. You really do. Like, the UFC has come to a custom to making the fight night cards absolutely stacked. Last fight card was phenomenal. The fight night before that didn't have flashy names either. It was phenomenal. This fight card that we got right here... We got a, a lot of good fights. The main card itself is phenomenal. I love pretty much every fight on here. And the undercard, we got a lot, a lot of young guys coming up that are big, going to be big names, I think, maybe down the road. And I got to give credit to the UFC matchmakers. Man, I'll tell you what. One thing that they do, they know how to make fights that, that they match up good against each other to make the fights entertaining. I don't know why they always do it on the fight night cards, but I'm telling you, tune in for these. This is going to be Saturday, February 25th at 7 p.m. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 total fights on this card. 13. Starts at 4 p.m. The main card is at 7. Make sure you tune in. First fight we need to talk about. We need to talk about the main event. This is going to be one electrifying fight. We got two guys that I like. Two guys that I like right here. We got, right here, we got Nikita Krylov and Ryan Spann. Nikita Krylov is ranked number six in the world right now, light heavyweight. Ryan Spann is ranked number eight. Both these guys are both coming off a win. Both these guys are long. Tall, 6'3", and 6'5". Both got over 77-inch reaches. Both got 44-and-a-half, 45-and-a-half-inch legs. I like these guys a lot. Now, we look at the odds for this fight. If you don't know either of these guys, Nikita Krylov is the favorite. money line 170, with Ryan Spann, the underdog, at plus 145. The winners by knockout, we got Krylov, plus 250, we got Ryan Spann, plus 275. By submission, we have Krylov, plus 215. Span 450. For them to win by decision, Krylov, plus 600. And Span 1400. Over-under for the fight is over-under 1.5 rounds. For it to go over, it's plus 100. For it to go under, it is minus 170. Now, these guys are both guys that finished. We're going to talk about it real quick. Let's look at this right here. Nikita Krylov, 41% of his wins are by knockout, 52% are by submission. Span, 29% by knockout, 57% by submission. Nikita Krylov is currently 29-9. He has 12 knockouts and 15 submissions. Ryan Spann on the other side is 21-7 and seven with 12 submissions and 6 knockouts. So, like, this fight's going to be an end. So, my, my number one thing there is, guys, you got to bet this fight not to go the distance. Minus 1,100, I get it's high, but it's a lock. This fight will not go the distance. One of these guys is going to finish the other guy, and that's a lock. Even though it's minus 1100, it's one of them things that you can put into your bet and make it a filler piece. So for this fight to go to distance, absolutely not minus 1100. But let's break down these guys. Nikita Krylov has nine losses in his, in his career. One of them is a knockout. Six of them are by submission. Ryan Spann has three knockouts, and two submissions. He's eight and two in the UFC. He's very experienced in the UFC. A guy like Kralov, he was in the UFC from 2013 to 2017. Then he got cut or left, whatever. He came back in 2018. This guy has pretty much fought every single type of fighter there is. He has currently on a two-fight win streak. He had a unanimous decision against Ozemir. He had a knockout win against Alexander Gustafsson. Before that, he lost to Paul Craig by submission, and he lost to Ankalev by submission. Decision. But this guy has big wins over Johnny Walker, over the two I just mentioned, Ovin St. Pru. He's also lost, but he's fought. He had the experience of fighting Glover, Jan, and Serkunov, who all submitted him. So this guy's very, very versatile. The thing I like about Krylov is he's a very well rounded vet. He can throw, he can kick, he can do a takedown here and there. He can pretty much do everything. His kicks, man. I'll tell you what. His kicks. Let's see if they have his numbers here. They don't have his numbers here, but we're going to look at the strikes here. But his his kicks are phenomenal. They're lethal. And he has a heavy ground to pound. As you see here, he's very versatile here. He does everything on there. Now, as for my guy, Ryan Span, this guy is on a two-fight win streak as well. He knocked out Dominic Reyes. He submitted Kutaleba. Both awesome wins. Before that, though, he got submitted by Anthony Smith. He has a win over Sir Kunoff, who, you know, beat Krylov, So that's a win. But on the flip side, he has a loss to Johnny Walker, who Krylov beat. So these guys have fought some common opponents, and they went back and forth on them. So we got a lot of things. Ryan Span, if you remember him, he was on Dan- Dana White Contender Series season uh, number 10 in 2018. He he won that, which was ironic because that's when Krylov came back into the UFC. Now, the thing I like about Ryan Spahn is this. He's also very well-rounded. He can kickbox, strike. Awesome. He likes to throw in a lot of kicks, and he has heavy fucking hands. This guy is one guy that you don't want to stand in front of because he has one-punch knockout power. Dominic Reyes found that out. He was talking all the shit. Boom. Night-night for him. The one thing I like about him, too, is when you get onto the ground with him, he's he's one of the best submission experts in in the UFC. Now, we're going to look at it here. We got, he averages 1.76 submissions per fight. He's 50% takedown defense. So, he blocks him. He doesn't like going to the ground a lot. But both these guys are about the same, as you see. You know, you got Krylov, 2.1 average takedowns. Span, one46 so these guys go to the ground, but they don't really get taken to the ground. They're kind of they're one of them guys that you fall to the ground because, you know, you, you, you hit somebody hard. You know, both these guys got power where, kind of like Charles Alvary does, where he brings you to the ground. That's kind of what these guys do. The thing I think is going to be the difference in this fight, and it's going to predict why I have my pick of this fight, is the distance that... The fighter can create. Now, one thing about Krylov, which is a negative. He's not good when there's a guy that has a distance fight. He's not good at landing from a distance. But Ryan Spann, on the other hand, is a distance expert. That's one thing he's phenomenal at. Phenomenal at. But one bad thing that Ryan Spann does. He's very hittable. He throws a lot where he keeps his chin open. And he goes for it a lot. So which fighter is going to land? Which fighter is going to get that takedown first? Both these fighters are the definition of do or die. They both want to kill you. They both want to finish you. The difference is this. I think Ryan fans' fight IQ is a lot higher than that of Krylov. Krylov doesn't like to fight at a distance. He gets distracted by it, he gets overwhelmed by it, and he lets that control his fight. Whereas, Ryan Span hasn't had that yet. He got submitted by Anthony Smith, but that wasn't because of his IQ being bad. That was because of his cardio. This is a five-round fight, but is it going to come in a factor? A couple other bets I like for this fight is, like I said, it's going to be a knock. It's going to be a uh, distance no. My pick for this fight is Upset. I'm taking Ryan Span money line plus 142. I think he's going to pull it out. I think his ability to keep it the distance is going to be the difference for this fight. I think his IQ is going to be the difference. And I think that do or die approach for Krylov has proven to be bad. And it's got him finished in fights. The only thing is this. I think Ryan Span has shown the power in his hands. And I think he's going to show it against. In, in this fight on Saturday, a lot of people are taking span submission. I'm going the opposite way. I'm going uh, Ryan's fan to win by knockout plus 300. I'm going to take it even further. I'll go round one knockout. I think it's going to be an early knockout, exactly like the Reyes fight. I like round one knockout at plus 750, but I could even see a round two knockout there as well. So round one or two at plus 460. So Span by knockout is my pick. I think it's going to be around one or two knockout. But just to be safe, guys, if you like betting, you want to throw like another extra five bucks here and there, I think you should take uh, Span, KO, or submission to win by at plus 150. I think uh, that's a safe bet. That's a safe play because it's going to be a finish. I think Span's going to be the guy to finish it. So take Span by KO or by submission at plus 150. Lock that in. The next fight we got here. Another great fight. We move to the middleweight division. We got number 11 ranked Andre Munez. Now, if you guys haven't watched Andre Munez fight, he's, he's, he's an entertaining bastard. <laughs> he really is. Um, he's fighting... A guy that I like, Brandon Allen, who isn't ranked yet, which actually kind of surprises me here. Um, I thought Brandon Allen would be ranked. We got 23-4 uh, and four for Munez, 20-5 and five for Brandon Allen. Both of them coming off a win. Both of them similar body type: 6'1", 6'2", 75-78 inch reach. They're about the same here. Now, as for the odds, pay attention. Munez is the favorite at minus 225. Brandon Allen is the dog at plus 190. By knockout, we got Munez plus 400, Allen plus 800. By submission, Munez plus 120, Allen plus 750. By points, Munez plus 450 and Allen plus 400. The over under for this fight is one round to go over minus 140 for it to be under plus 110. This is going to be an interesting fight to, to watch. It is. It is because both these guys are decision fighters, as you see here. Nunes, 62% of his wins are by decision. And Allen, 71% are by decision. Both guys have the ability to, you know, get a knockout, get a submission, but look at it, fight time for Munez, 8 minutes and 6 seconds, average. And for Allen, 8 minutes, 20 seconds, average. They go the distance most of the time. They go the distance most of the time. But for my guy Munez, he has all four of his knockouts he got knocked out. Three of those he, he got knocked out in the first, first round. Allen, on the other hand, he's got knocked out twice and got submitted once. Munez. Munez is on a nine-fight win streak. He's 7-0 in the UFC. He has wins over Hall, Anders, and Jacare Souza, who three guys you all probably know. He has three first-round knockout losses. None of them were big names, but he has some losses there. If you guys remember, he was on Dan- Dana White Contender Series Brazil, and he was on Dana White Contender Series uh, Season 23. I don't know why he was on two of them, but hey, he was on two of them. I don't know why he might have got hurt, had to go back. I don't know what it is. Brendan Allen, he's on a three-fight win streak. He's nine and two in the UFC. He's beat Jocko and Alvy, two guys who are well-known fighters. He has wins over Robertson and Holland. Everybody knows Holland. He's beat him, but he has some. He has some. He has some losses here. He lost to Anders, a guy who Munez beat. He lost Anthony Hernandez, up-and-coming guy, Chris Curtis, up-and-coming guy, and Sean Strickland. So four of his five losses are pretty good losses, guys that we know. Now, this fight is going to come down to which guy slips up, which guy doesn't, because they both do a lot of the same stuff. Let's take a look at their grappling. If we look at their grappling, Nunez has... The lead in takedowns at 3.71 to 1.3. But their takedown accuracy, takedown defense submissions are all about the same. Their strikes, all about the same. Allen leads at 3.99 per minute to 1.91. Nunes significant strikes, both 55%. Allen absorbs almost three strikes more per minute. But they're about the same. They're about the same, guys. And... That's why I like it. The one thing about Munez is this. His Brazilian jiu-jitsu and his grappling are elite. He's very good. Very good at it. Once he gets a hold of you, he pretty much controls the fight. And that's just how it is. That's how he goes. His takedowns are only 45%, but that's only because he does so many takedowns. He's a phenomenal takedown guy. Like This guy gets a hold of you. Good luck. Like, he does a double arm, leg lock, boom, he smacks you down. And his submissions, great. His submissions are phenomenal. He mixes his strikes up very well. He's very good. The only bad thing I don't like about him, his defense is not that great, even though we've seen it looks like it is. But that's because he's on the ground a lot. But as for standing up, he's able to get hit. And if you guys don't like low-output fighters, well, that's his biggest con. He's a low-output fighter because he is a decision fighter. As for Brandon Allen, good on the ground. Munez usually doesn't fight guys that are in as good on the ground as him. But one thing Brandon Allen does that's very well, his transition game on the ground. His ability to get to top position is unbelievable a lot of fighters don't have the skill set that he has in that his leg kicks are brutal one thing in the UFC you need to have now to stop takedowns is leg kicks and that's what he has his low leg kicks are phenomenal that's because of his camp he's in Killcliffe FC which is Kamaru Usman's camp so for those of you that know that camp you know you got an onslaught of fighters Go look up who's on there, because I can give you a list of 15 different fighters, current or former title holders in various different uh, camps. He's on that. He's in Kill Cliff FC, which is phenomenal. This fight's going to come down to, can Brandon Allen keep Munez off him? It's questionable. If he doesn't, Munez is going to win the fight. If he doesn't establish those low kicks to Munez, Munez is going to double leg kick him a lot. Double leg takedown him a lot. I think I like my guy, Brendan Allen. I think he's going to have the ability to establish them leg kicks and stuff those takedowns and surprise Munez. And I think Brendan Allen is going to be my pick. I like the money line on Brendan Allen, plus 190. That's my pick. And I like Allen to win by points at plus 400. Lock that in. For the fight to go the distance, I think it will. So I'm going to say yes at plus 120, at plus 225. For it to go over one and a half rounds, I'm taking that as well at plus 110. So my pick for that, the co-main event, is Brandon Allen making a statement name, a unanimous decision, victory for Allen. Take that in. My co-main event here. We got Augusto Sakai versus Dantel Mays. Dantel Mays is a guy I like a lot. He's the underdog in this fight at plus 108. He's fighting the guy, Augusto Sakai, who's minus 138. Now, Augusto Sakai, let's see if we can bring him up here. I'll bring him up. Give me a second here, guys. So, Augusto Sakai, 15, 5, and 1. Coming off a loss, he's 6'3". And the reason I like Dontell in this fight is because Dontell is 6'6", six, six, athletic as hell. He is coming off a loss, which kind of sucks for him. But man, this guy's a beast. Now look at this guy. This is something you'd like to see. Sakai, 73% knockout wins. Mays, 67% knockout. I like that a lot. Both these guys throw over 3.5 strikes per minute and they get hit over three and a half strikes per minute. Grappling, as you see, May's average is just over one takedown a fight. Sakai, .13. He don't go to the ground. Thing I want to say to this guys, is this. Sakai is coming off four straight losses to Svivak, Ty, Rosenstruck, and Reem. He got knocked out in every single one of them. Before then, guys, he had five wins in a row. Ivanov, Typora, Ovlaski, Sherman. Three of those were knockouts. He's a streaky fighter. But one thing about the UFC heavyweight division is this. When you continually get knocked out like that, it is very hard to come back from. The good thing about him is this. He is a pressure, pressure, pressure fighter. He uses his legs somewhat. He's high pace, which is good. He doesn't have effective striking combos. He's very easy to figure out, as seen by his four previous knockout losses. Dontel Mays, his last fight was a loss, no contest, because he was on some steroids named methadolone. I don't know what that is. I don't know whatever. I don't care. The two wins before that, he won by knockout. Out of his two losses that he has in the UFC, he's only lost the game. Now think about this, guys. He was on Dana White Contender Series number 20. Won a knockout. He lost a game. So he already fought a guy that is that good. He fought him already. So, like, he's good. Like, Dana White knows he's good. He's the dog in this fight because of the steroid test. And a lot of people don't understand how he's going to come back from it. But one thing... Steroids don't help you with is your athletic freak ability. This guy is six foot six with 81 inch reach. Athletic as shit, especially for the heavyweight division. He got hands, he got feet, he got takedowns and takedown defense. His boxing combos are phenomenal. Something that his opponent does not have. The only bad thing about Dante Don, Don is he's bad on his back and it keeps his face open. And in the heavyweight division, you don't want to keep your chin open. But I think he's gonna land quicker. I'm I'm taking my guy, my third straight upset victory. I'm taking Dontel Mays money line plus 108, and I'm taking him to win by knockout at plus 210. I think he's gonna knock him out. I don't know what round, but it's gonna be a lock. It's gonna be a knockout plus 210. And uh, for the fight to go to distance, no minus 220. Take my guy, Dontel Mays, lock of the day. Just saying. Just saying. Next up, guys, we got someone who's making a return. We got a return fighter here. Look at the screen right here. Look who's back. Look who's back. Tatiana Suarez is finally back. She's the minus 850 favorite. Fighting Montana De La Rosa, underdog, at plus 550. For the fight to end by knockout, Suarez, plus 400. Montana, plus 2600. By submission... Suarez, plus 300. Montana, plus 2,300. By decision, Suarez, minus 105. Montana, plus 850. Tatiana Suarez is 9-0 in her career. Half her fights are win by submission. Half of them. She is a submission fighter. She takes you to the ground at a 62% accuracy. 6.47 takedowns per fight and look at that, 100% takedown defense. You can't take her down. I don't know why you would want to, but hey, she takes you down. Takes you down. She's also a good striker, guys. 65% striking accuracy. She lands 4.82 strikes per minute. Dominant. Now, you guys probably remember Tatiana Suarez. Her last fight was back in 2019, where she absolutely dominated Nunez. No, not Amanda, but Amanda's wife dominated her. She's dominated Carla Esparza, Grasso, and Aldrich. Four of her fights, she dominated them. Carla was a champion. Grasso was a contender. Aldrich was a contender. Nunez was very popular and considered great. To see her takedown effect at, what would I say, 62%? Dominant. Dominant. As for, as for Montana De La Rosa, no, no if ands about her. She did beat Livsky, who is pretty good, decent. She lost to Macy Barber, who's surging. But let me just say something, guys. Like, Over. Over. If you guys want a lock of the night, the money line, minus 800 for Suarez. Lock of the night. But I think everybody's underestimating her ability to want to come back and make a fucking statement that she's fucking back. So... She don't want want to go up the ladders again. She don't want to fight four or five times again to get a title shot. She wants to get a title shot next. Not saying she will, but I have a feeling she's going to want to make a statement here. So I'm taking her first round submission. You can't even bet it yet, but she's going to win by submission. Round one, I'm taking her overall submission plus 300. Lock. to lock. She's going to dominate. She's going to whoop her ass. Mark my words on that. Final fight of the main card, we got... Mike Mallet versus Johan. What's his name? I clicked on this shit. Johan Lanessi. Lanessi is 9-1. Mallet is 2-up. Now, one thing I like about this fight is this. Where are we? 50% knockout rate for Mallet. 50% submission rate for Mallet. So both this fight in the UFC are finishes. 75% knockout rate for my guy in Les Ness. Mike Mallet is a guy who's up and coming. He's an up and coming guy. He's from Canada. He's trying to make a name for himself. And I think today, on Saturday, he's going to make another name for himself. He's 8-1 overall. He has four knockout wins. Four submission wins. He finishes fights. He's not a guy that likes to go to the distance. He knocked out gal. And I like him a lot. Now, I can't bet knockout odds because I think this fight is going to be a knockout by Mallet. But I like the money line at minus 215. Lock that fight in. I think it's going to be a great fight. Now, as for the undercard, we're not going to get into it a lot. But I want to talk about a guy I like a lot. Charles Johnson. He's on the undercard. Follow him. He's a beast. He's like another Mighty Mouse. Like This guy's just... I don't know how to explain it, but he's, he's a beast, man. I like him a lot. Uh, Trevor Peak, He's I believe the main The the main uh, card The undercard The prelim headliner I like him a lot as well That guy's ferocious So if you guys want more of my picks Be sure to reach out to me Or check out Patron.com Slash The Stoop Life That's where we get all of our picks That's where I put all of my my plays And that's where all the money's gonna happen for you So tune into that And go win your damn money Peace out y'all Have a good week.